sausages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're talking about TV commercials. The good ones, and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Red Riding Hood saw me in Granny's clothing, I really believed I was her granny. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hello, Andrew. How you doing, what's up? I'm good, I, uh, I've been in the... The land of make-believe all day. <laughs> you have. And uh, it's actually related to the show, so thank goodness <laughs> Just for, for that. once, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be talking about fairy tales, or as I saw you put on the show sheet today, fairy sales. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the low-hanging fruit for a show title, but we'll see if that's where we wind up. You never like to go with the first show I don't. title. No. If we know the show title before the show... You take that as a challenge to come up with something better. I do usually, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it sometimes it's so obvious that there's no getting around it, but we'll see where we line, where we wind up. I like to rest on laurels, even if I have no laurels. <laughs> called laziness, but um, yeah. So you've been watching TV as you're wont to do, yeah. and you pointed out to me that it seems like there are at least two big campaigns going on. There's a Rapunzel campaign going on right now for well, something, right? Not a campaign exactly, but a, a, a single ad. For some reason, Rapunzel, there are two ads running right now that That's are based right. on Rapunzel for totally different products. And it made me think like, there've got to be a wealth of commercials based on fairy tales, right? Like it's so it's such an easy trope to, to play with for an advertiser. And I've seen, and I could think of ones in the past, like, Riffs on Cinderella, riffs on Sleeping Beauty. So I went hunting for um, commercials that use fairy tales as the basis for their storytelling. And I thought today we could look at them fairy tale by fairy tale. In other words, we'll start with with a fairy tale and look at all and all the ads I could find that that uh, use that story. You know what just occurred to me? I don't know. I think this might add a fun wrinkle to the show or maybe an aggravating, unlistenable wrinkle to the show. I'm not sure. Um, you know I like it when you explain things to me, right? I'm not even joking. Like, I mean, I hope so. It's the foundation of our relationship. <laughs> You've explained to me like the, the, the Greek gods and Roman sure, gods the and the stories behind them so many times. I still don't know. So you'll tell me again sometime <laughs> and I'll enjoy it. Um Thinking about Rapunzel, all I know is she's in a tower. She's got long hair. But, like, there's got to be more to it than that. And so maybe as we go through these, you can give me a little bit more background on these Sure. They all have – most of them began, you know, in a sort of a medieval, like the Grimm's fairy tales. They most – many of them have a very dark origin that have then, over the centuries, been kind of Disneyfied, sometimes literally – um, Rapunzel's an especially troubling one. Most of them are grounded in misogyny, like rank, mm. rank misogyny. Mm. Rapunzel being uh, no exception to that rule. So okay. I can ex- I can explain I can explain what I remember of the stories yeah. and and apologies uh, if I get it wrong or if I'm you know misremembering some fundamental piece of these stories. Are you apologizing to me or the listeners? The listeners, because I I, will, I wouldn't know and I wouldn't care. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll get into that in a second. Also, uh, in the ad council, anything good there? Uh, yes, uh, some some good news from the ad council for me personally, uh, hmm. vis-a-vis. You were pro- right about something. Um. Usually, when there's good news in the ad council, usually that is good news. But no, this is right more vis-a-vis something. processed meats. Oh, okay. And um, 
and then some commercials in the news that uh, some listeners brought to our attention. So we'll get into that. Good news for Vives who like processed meats. All right, we'll get to that in just a second. Let's start with these fairy tales. I like the idea of somebody falling the hell asleep. <laughs> I do note that most of these songs in this Run DMC, or most of the references in this Run DMC song, are actually nursery rhymes. Yeah, you and know not what? Fairy tales. We do get those confused, don't yeah, we? There when are I no... say we, I'm using the royal we. Right. No, no. I think as a society, we kind of because the actually the song is called the pipe is called Peter Piper, right? right. What is that? That's is that, a nursery rhyme. That's a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rip Van Winkle, probably on the bubble. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, but these will be unequivocally fairy tales that we're talking about today. And let's start with Rapunzel since that's the one, uh, the story that I'm seeing in actual, in the wild, in commercials. Um, Do you want to start by reminding oh, me of what's, what's the going on? Oh, the story of Rapunzel? I mean, here, again, what I know is... Yeah, um, you tell me the story. Okay, of this is this is this is fun, right? This yeah. is like some sort of like drunk history. Only it's <laughs> dumb guy fairy tales. Um, I don't know how she got there. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but I know that there's a young maiden in a tower being held. I assume against her will, and that there is a uh, a, a charming prince, maybe Prince Charming, although I think he might be from Cinderella, um, and he wants to rescue her. And the way he can rescue her is by her hanging her hair out the window so he can climb up the hair. And then he ends up in the tower with her. But now, as I say that, I don't know how that saves her. It just puts them both in the tower. Truthfully, that's about as far as I remember it. (laughs) She's imprisoned as, I think, a young girl by either her wicked father, the king, or a wicked witch. Okay. Um, And... She does grow her hair long, and she's in there for so long. She's in there for so long that it 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 f- can flow all the way down the tower. No one ever explains how she eats or drinks or, you know, mm-hmm. how waste is removed. Like none of the biology of this is ever explained to anyone anywhere. Um, what about the physics of a grown man climbing up? Yeah, a no, hair? also not that. How did she brace herself? <laughs> How, How do you picture that happening? Is she sitting on the ground with her like back to the wall and her hair out the window just above the wall, and she's bracing herself with her legs on the ground? I, truthfully, I don't know. A lot of these the the stories we're going to see here depict her having a long, thick braid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would that help. Makes sense. I think a braid would help. I think the the climax of the story is. Whoever's imprisoned her there gets wind of the fact that she's got this suitor who's coming to the tower. I think she's up there just basically to prevent her from losing her virginity. Oh. Um, but somebody gets a wind, gets wind of this, and then they climb up the hair and she's caught. And then I don't remember how it ends. I feel like it has. So a- you think that they were just they were just making whoopee up there in the parlance of the day? Yeah, they were just making whoopee. And I mean today, yeah. this day. This, I mean. Yeah, as, as as the kids are saying, they're making God, whoopee. I hope that comes back around. I'm not kidding. Wouldn't it be great if the young people just refer to it as making whoopee Andrew, at some point? Nothing again? would surprise me. <laughs> hey, TikTokers. 
Nothing make it happen. So anyway, okay. So that's the story of Rapunzel. We most, don't know if what she's most people know rescued about, or maybe she just loses her virginity. I would almost guarantee that the people who made these these spots for for Duncan and for Amazon Prime have as much information about the Rapunzel legend as we do, which is to say they know vaguely what the premise is. Okay, long hair is long made. hair, long hair tower, long hair tower. Um, so let's start with this Duncan one. And most of these obviously are going to be having some fun with the story. You know, they, I think there's one or two that's very self-serious uh but most of them are jokes at the expense of the story or based on the story so we open on a very traditional big stone tower uh kind of in a a fairy tale like setting uh lots of you know mountains and trees it's just a, a single tower and in the tower is rapunzel she's a white woman with a long thick blonde braid and down at the bottom of the tower is a you know, a velveteen fop uh, of a prince. He's there with his squire and his horse, and he wants to come up the hair, but she's having Dunkin' Donuts and she's not that into it. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Sack! Oh, she just needs a sack. Right. So did she yell snack? She yelled, a, give me a sack. Give me a sack. A sack. Oh, okay, and he says she needs a sack. I thought he said she needs a snack. The sound is bad. Okay. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Sack! Oh. She just needs a sack. Right. Okay, now we see her in the tower, right? And she's, she's, uh, is she just drinking maybe some Dunkin'? I hate not saying Dunkin' Donuts. I know. I I reflexively say Dunkin' Donuts, but she's drinking Dunkin' coffee out of a mug. I see. And she's stirring the coffee you can, you know, bring, bring home. Right. And she kind of licks the spoon like, oh, this is just like the best coffee she's ever tasted. It's a pretty well appointed prison she's in. Mm, That's great. You're great. I'm, I'm here to save you. I have Dunkin', so I'm good. Cool. I think we should see other people. Why don't you just let your hair down so we can talk about this face to face? No, 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 no. You know what? If you could just let your hair down. And she's hauling her big braid in as she says this. The home with Duncan. So the thing that doesn't make sense about that, that, well, there's a lot that doesn't make sense about this, but uh, they want this joke of let the hair down so we can talk about it, but the hair is already down. Like the whole thing is her hair is already down to the ground out the window. Then he says, let your hair down so we can talk about it. And then she says no and she starts pulling it back up. It's like the what they're saying does not match what we're seeing. It's so lazy, it's lazy, lazy and frustrating. Yeah, and it's an easy thing to be right. It would be easy to write around that mm-hmm. or or stage around that, but they didn't. They just kind of, but it just, they didn't. but I do kind of, I do kind of enjoy the vibe, like the the dynamic between this pretty ineffectual rescuer and this very self sufficient maiden. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean the 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 fe- the feminist version of the story. I mean, the you hair isn't maybe the to, hair isn't all the way down to where he can reach yeah, it, and he needs her to like fully extend. But like, it just doesn't make sense because all yeah, I mean. Again, they just it just seems lazy to me. They want the hair out the window because that's the thing. Right. They want the that's line the because they think the line is funny, which it's not. Um, and then, or actually, did you say you like that line? I like their it's I like fine. their dynamic. I like yeah. the. Can you just let your hair down and so we can talk about this? Yeah. Anyway, okay. I, I think that, uh, and maybe I'm a little bit um, sour because I watched another one of these that's coming up later that I also think is just like confusing and sort of seems like. <laughs> and again, I will be the first to admit I don't know these storylines that well. That's why you're explaining them to me as we go along. But like, if I were responsible for writing a commercial, I'd at least read. 
I'd at least read the Wikipedia page version of the storyline. That just sort of seemed like we know there's long hair in a tower and nothing else makes sense about this. Yeah, that's going to be the true. That's going to be true of a lot of these ads that are really just contingent on the the basic premise, the things that we the touchstones that we all mm-hmm. know with Cinderella, the shoe, the the trying on the shoe of, you know, ladies all over the the kingdom, the mm-hmm. running away from the ball. Um, this is another one that's running right now and in pretty heavy rotations for Amazon Prime. There are a couple of ones that Amazon Prime is doing that are sort of part of this campaign where they take like a, a mythical or mythologized person, in this case, uh, literally, you know, like an actual fictional character of Rapunzel. They do another one with Cleopatra um, where because she's able to get something from Amazon Prime, her her situation is transformed. Okay. So Rapunzel in this one, very similar, beautiful tower, you know, medieval looking tower in a, uh, a mountainous region. M- this is much more cinematic. This has more of a vibe of like, if, you know, this seems like it starts with this wide shot and these misty mountains that yeah, seem very realistic. Quality. It almost seems like, you know, like it seems Tolkien-esque or, 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 or that doesn't make sense because that's a writer. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Peter Jackson's Rapunzel is what we're looking at here, <laughs> as opposed to the last commercial, which was very cartoony. Yeah, and television-y. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're right. This is a more cinematic uh, staging and, and, sh- and shot. Um, so we have our Rapunzel in her tower. Uh, she's got the long hair, but she's now on Amazon Prime, and so she doesn't need a prince, is the premise. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really, who has time for that? Let's go. I'm myself. I'm she ordered herself a ladder with Prime one day delivery, and she was out of there. So she rides her horse through the woods. To a new town where she opens a hairdressing empire where she does uh, very long braids as her main style. I love that Nicki Minaj song so much, but it, as soon as I started hearing it, I'm just like, how are they going to play this song? Like a lot of Nicki songs, that is a filthy song. It's so good. That is one of my favorite Nicki song. songs. But they, I guess they just talk over <laughs> most of the lyrics and that's how they're they, able to play it. They must have to beep out anything that's truly dirty. Yeah, right? I don't think, and I'm sure they edit around it. Maybe I'm, maybe, I, yeah, I'll tell you what, like when There I, must be 30 seconds of that song that yeah, are totally sure. obscene. I was obsessed with the, I think that's called the the Pink Print, I think. And yeah. I was obsessed with that record probably like five or six years ago now so I guess I don't remember and I was so, I know some of the songs were pretty filthy maybe that one isn't but I feel like that one anyway I love that song it's no you mentioned that the first Rapunzel was a white Rapunzel this is a black Rapunzel who st- uh, opens up her own uh, beauty salon at the end of this thing I like the vibe I do too um, I, I I do like this one I don't love the Cleopatra one maybe because Cleopatra was a real historical figure and it feels somehow mm. I don't know a little grosser to me for some reason but I the, the Rapunzel one's fine it's a it's a good song like you said and and the visuals are are interesting and, and visually exciting and who doesn't want to support Amazon um <laughs> support Amazon. so next up you have here Cinderella I don't think I think Cinderella has got to be the most known yes. told and understood of the fairy tales I think I know this well enough we don't need to go through the process okay, of Okay, you understand the story you. of Cinderella. Yes, and I don't think it's entertaining to hear me because <laughs> I think I would get it mostly right in this case. Yeah, okay. Right? And you're right. Cinderella is, I think, the best known. Like if you, 
if you were doing Family Feud and you said fairy tales, I bet Cinderella would get like 50, you know, 50% of the answer, 50% of the the answers would be that, right? Like that's a very well-known fairy yeah, tale. Yeah, because even like that's a good point because when you use the phrase fairy tale wedding, that usually refers to probably like the Cinder the good side of the Cinderella story, right? The princess fantasy like right the the being it's not a rapunzel story you don't want a rapunzel wedding yeah uh, her she's plucked from obscurity she marries the prince the the baddies get theirs for sure you know the evil stepmother um the evil stepsisters it's a very satisfying uh conclusion there's no sort of like there's no like the little mermaid in the original there's no little mermaids in here by the way i looked Mm. for that the Little Mermaid original story is like very sad ending. She, oh, I didn't know that was an original. I didn't mean? know that that was a fairy tale. I thought that was just a Disney original. No, no, I, th- I think it was uh, either Hans Christian Andersen mm. or Grimm uh, fairy tale. Huh, didn't know that. And in that one, it's a very sad story and she essentially dies at the end. Hmm, that's dark. Yeah, that sounds grim. Um, I meant that literally it sounds like one of the Grimm's. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just funny. Now I'm sort of stuck on this thing. It's like, yeah, we say fairy tale wedding, but we're talking about a princess wedding when we say fairy tale wedding. Because you think I'm looking at your list here. When we say fairy tale wedding, we're not thinking about Little Red Riding Hood. No, you not, know what I mean. Not really. Although I would characterize that as a fairy tale. Um, yeah. But there are a number of fairy tales that end with fairy tale weddings, right? Snow White ends with oh, a, Snow a, White, another princess a romance. Yeah. Um, Snow White's a princess, right? Uh, I think she's marries a prince uh, in that sense. She is a princess. What if somebody said, I want a fairy tale wedding, and then you show up and it's Hansel and Gretel themed? <laughs> or like the three the three bears. Yeah. Everybody's dressed up like bears. Or uh, or like one of the more obscure but gross Grimm, uh, Brothers Grimm one where like uh, like somebody gets their fingers cut off. <laughs> right. Okay. So anyway, let's let's get back to the idea of Cinderella. What do you have up first? All right. This is for the uh, and these are going to be somewhat older. For some reason, Cinderella was big in like the eighties and nineties. But this one I remember fairly well. It's probably ten years old now. Um, actually, it says two thousand eighteen. So maybe it's not even that old. This is for the Toyota CHR, and it is. I find I found this commercial hilarious. We might have even talked about it on this show because I think we were doing the show when this came out. Um, I find this commercial hilarious in its just willingness to, I don't know, pretend that adults are monsters, I guess. Hmm. So we have a woman, our Cinderella. Um, she looks like she's maybe a fashion designer or works at some big fashion house, but she toils away at the, you know, in the back office. And then her super awful bitchy boss and her two more favored employees tell her that she can't go with them to some big party because she doesn't even have a dress she can wear. Yeah, we've talked about this one. I'm now remembering it. Yes, yes. So then Cinderella, they leave in a in a very in a flounce and then they then she leaves and gets in her Honda CHR and goes which is just a great name for a car. Which is so easy to remember. And do I want a CHR and it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um she gets in her Honda CHR, goes and finds her friend, her friend for some reason is also a fashion designer unclear and says you're not going to the party in that and then in the car appears to like take I don't know a handful of newspapers and tin foil mm-hmm. or some you know it's one of those scenes where like through through the magic of fashion is able to you know construct from 
ordinary materials, an incredible gown, and then Cinderella appears Cinderella-like at the fancy party in what to me is honestly just a fugly-ass <laughs> creation. Cindy, you don't even have a dress. Oh, no dress. Come no on, girls. dress. She's not coming with us. <laughs> like, who are these people? Yeah. All right, she's getting in her CHR. I guess this is like her fairy godmother. They go to a hardware store. Sure, stop at the hardware store first. Start pulling off some duct tape off a roll here. I kind of like the, this version of this song. Yeah. Now they rolled up at the at the ball, and she's wearing a duct tape creation. And everybody's wowed. Honestly, she looks... Except for her two angry co-workers who are just glowering at her. They're so upset that she upstaged them. She does leave a high-heeled shoe behind. Yeah, she gets in her car and her friend drives her off. Who's her cool friend who just chauffeurs her around and also makes her a dress in the car? Yeah, at what point do they say, okay, I'll take the wheel now, too? Because she drove herself there, but then she's a passenger on the way out. Yeah, I love the just horribleness of the people in this. Why does mm-hmm. she even work for this place? Yeah, exactly. You don't have a dress. You can't come. And honestly, if somebody said that to me, like, you can't come to the ho- you can't come to the work <laughs> that's your holiday dream. Yeah, that I would say party. That to you. I'd be like, oh my god, that's great. You're right. I don't have anything to wear. I'll be at home watching YouTube videos of the 1990 Seahawks playing. What was I watching last night? I was watching the Seahawks play the Oilers. I think. I don't know, man. On YouTube. There's all kinds of stuff on there. You don't have to go to parties. You don't have to go to parties. Um, and you don't have to work for monsters, especially now. Um, it's the it's a worker's paradise out there now, from what I hear. Oh, yeah. And here it's great. So Toyota is not the only car company using Cinderella to sell more cars. Um, also the Hyundai Sonata uh, in the 1990s thought this would be a great idea. But there it, might have been a time when I would have said the Sonata isn't a great name for a car either, but we just came out of a CHR commercial. Yeah, Sonata sounds beautiful fine. to me. It uh, it trips off the tongue. At least it's a word I know how to pronounce. Um, this commercial is truly terrible. Not even terrible. Like terrible gives it too much credit. It's just so dumb and boring, and it it makes it does not need the Cinderella like mythos to do its job and it just sort of tacks that on so what you're going to hear is a voiceover talking about how great this car is it's parked outside of what looks like a european like like how you know hall of congress or something like some great big building with columns but it's supposed to it's supposed to be a palace be like a palace it's supposed to be class very classy and well it's so classy um, so we wa- we see this car parked outside. And it looks terrible it out looks there, by terrible. the way. This is I don't know if you said this is late nineties. It looks like this is ninety seven or yes. something. So it's like it just <laughs> Remember in nineteen eighty nine's Batman when you're kind of you think it's kind of a timeless movie, you can't really tell when it's from, but then at one point you see Vicky Vale's car and it just looks like a little piece of shit outside yeah. of Wayne Manor. This car kind of gives me that vibe right. in this setting. It's not a good looking car and it definitely looks out of place against this very formal background. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they would have done better to situate it in a more modern context. Yeah, exactly. Don't try to sell your car as next- a timeless chariot. <laughs> right, exactly. Because yeah, it sure isn't. This is the you go to your you go to the club with your ugly friends rule. Yes, you know, exactly. it makes you look better. You always need, you always need an uglier setting than your your car should be one that you're selling should be one degree nicer than whatever setting it's in. Exactly. So yeah, so this like very boring. 90s looking sedan is sitting outside this fancy mansion or palace or whatever the the voiceover talks about what a great car it is and then a a beautiful woman comes running out of the, the the clock chimes 12 she comes running out of this uh palace she's just wearing like a cute little black dress she takes off her shoes the better to run with i guess and as she gets in the car a generic looking dude in a tuxedo picks up her abandoned shoe and looks at it and that's the Cinderella story. Once upon a time, there was a car that was elegant, spacious, and refined. In fact, it was protected by a warranty package that was one of the most comprehensive in the land. Who wrote this? In fact, in fact. In fact, it was protected by a warranty package that was. the most comprehensive the, in the it was, land. You might say it was the Prince Charming of warranty packages. I love the jamming of the land. By a warranty package that was one of the most comprehensive in the land. Introducing the 1997 Sonata. Is this a modern-day fairy tale? <laughs> no. What is she running from? Why is she, she late for curfew? Oh, oh, wait, no. I mean, I guess that's the Cinderella story. It is. She's a, gonna, I mean, that's oh, right. Of course. But sorry. what is this modern-looking woman but, running? Yeah, from? it's just weird to see like a woman in evening wear like running for yeah, her life out exactly. of this place. <laughs> Gives me a bad feeling. Me too. Me too. And I mean that again. Like it. Uh, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Like. This, they sort of stapled the Cinderella story onto this ugly ass car commercial, and then it makes zero sense. Yeah, well, I wonder what she's going to turn into. Is it a mod- the- Could this warranty package be a modern day fairy tale? <laughs> what happens with the warranty at midnight? That's oh, what I, I know, right? Know. That's yeah. bad news. All right. Uh, now, what is this next one? This is not a car. What is this RCN? Is RCN Internet. I don't know. I would say not the greatest internet. <laughs> Um, and I honestly kind of forget what happens here, but it definitely... Does RCN stand for really cool net? <laughs> yeah, probably. What is this commercial from? Let's see. Oh, this isn't that old, it looks like. This isn't like uh, a 1990s it's or It's not so 2000s. old that it's not on iSpot, which yeah, means okay. it's been running fairly recently. Um, so this is, a, this is a Cinderella. She's running uh, She's running out of the the ball and she loses a shoe and I think she's going to explain what's up okay yeah and then it looks like it goes almost into a reality TV sort of setting where she's like in a chair yeah maybe doing a confessional or something explaining the deal I'm so sorry I just I have to get home I had fun that night I, I really did I just couldn't stop thinking about my one gig internet from RCN to come home <laughs> to a fast reliable connection it's like nothing I've ever experienced before it's like a fairy tale and you too can get reliable internet from RCN with packages starting as low as. I don't know if I should let this roll or not. I don't think there's going to be. Some of those visuals actually kind of made me laugh. So you think that she has to get home because she's going to turn into a pumpkin? No, her stagecoach turns into a pumpkin. She's just going to turn into another 
what a scullery maid what happens to her yeah an impoverished yeah yeah. uh day Um, laborer but i guess she's not a day laborer an an impoverished domestic laborer but it turns out that uh this cinderella just needed to get home as fast as she could because she wanted to play on the internet yeah and then it's kind of funny because she's just like wearing like a bunch of like comfortable looking but period sort of robes and whatnot and she's sort of just like bopping around her apartment like in in slippers it's actually kind of it made me legit laugh for a second yeah i don't hate this one this one is more like knows itself and knows what it is more mm-hmm. and I, I kind of like the the Cinderella story is just a way to get her into a state of extremists right I you know what made me laugh I'm going back over this now and it's such a quick shot but like you see her just playing on the internet doing various things and one of the things is she must be taking a like a exercise class online because she's dressed up like as a you know she's got a headband on making her hair look very goofy she's got these little tiny weights and she's like doing this weird dance while she's lifting weights in her apartment and she's a cute actress yeah there was something that actually her little physical comedy there actually got me so good for RCN I'll check it out yeah let's get RCN RCN Internet. Do you think RCN Internet still exists? It mentioned having one gig Internet, which sounds like not a lot. I'll be honest with you. Doesn't seem great. Let's see here. I'm on RCN.com. Hey, does it, do you think the listeners want to say with us while we change our internet provider? <laughs> we've never tried that. We've tried a, we've tried a lot of boring really? shit on this show. We talked about our dreams. Um, it is um, you have U.S.-based customer service. Yeah. Um, it's available in Boston, Chicago, Lehigh Valley. Okay, okay. Where's the Lehigh? Is that California? I think it's Ohio, I thought. No? Oh, okay. Um, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington. So, interesting. Okay, uh, up next we have Levi's. Oh, Pennsylvania, excuse me. Oh, gotcha. Levi's. Um, sticking with Cinderella here? Sticking with Cinderella. This is a role reversal, a uh, gender, gender swaparoo. Um, it's a little confusing what happens. That's if, what they call it. It's a gender, a gender swaparoo. swaparoo. Yeah, I think I got it right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what David. That's what David Bowie considered himself. So this beginning of the story is so confusing. Cinderella, our traditional Cinderella, runs away from whatever ball she was at, and she's chased by a man in a tuxedo, the the putative prince. He's pick. He picks up her shoe, but as he's chasing her. And I have to tell you all this because I don't think there's any any uh, voice over here. As he's chasing her, a guy in a motorcycle rolls up between them and like, you know, what is one of those things where like the motorcycle turns real fast mm-hmm. and kind of like creates a little wall between them. Yeah, we call that Tom Cruising. They ta- the motorcycle Tom Cruises. Um, while as it Tom Cruises, for reasons unclear, the motorcycle driver's jeans come off and land in the street so then cinderella picks up the jeans and then the rest of the commercial is her going around to lots of different locations and trying the jeans on lots of different men to see who her who fits the jeans i see and this is set in modern is it set in modern time or not? Some of these guys look like modern time. Other guys look sometimes like sometimes we're in the fifties. Sometimes, I mean, this guy's dressed like a boxer from the forties. It's it's like a no time. I think I see some country western saloon guys. She goes to a lot of different places, and okay. she and some of them are some of them are surreal body shaming here. She sees a fat guy who can, obviously can't put the jeans on, and she's she sees some old guys who might be able to wear the jeans, but she won't even let them try them. Well, she's looking for a hottie boom. She's body. looking. For, she, she sure is. Um. Here's one thing I'd like. I've just been rewatching this over and over while you're talking. I believe <laughs> that as this fella on this motorcycle 
Tom cruises his bike. Yeah. Oh, did, was, were, they, were they in a package? I believe that these these jeans were rolled up, maybe gotcha. as some sort of a, a package that goes flying off his bike. I don't think. I the honestly pants wasn't sure if they came of flying pants. off the man. That would be amazing to take off, even to purposefully take off your pants while <laughs> on, a on a motorcycle. That would be a, okay. So that makes more sense. They were they were some cargo that he was carrying. I also love that this commercial is slated. I don't know if this whoever put this up on um, YouTube had like you know some sort of original print of this or something but um it's called cinderella looking for levi's guy i'm actually kind of interested to find out who it is who does she find at the end right, she loses her shoe on the steps here, come, here comes tuxedo guy now here comes tom cruise his, and that chases off uh and you're right the jeans are all rolled up All right, now she's in, like, a bar, and she sees a hot guy, and he tries to put the jeans on, uh, but they don't fit. Then this big fat guy tries them on. No, he doesn't even get to try them on. That's a non-starter. He doesn't even get to try them on. He just stands up, and the button off of his own pants pops off under the weight of his gut, and it goes shooting at her, but she's able to catch it, not in her teeth. (laughs) <laughs> but with a her which would have been a really cool move but with her hand now she goes to a boxing gym and tries the tries them on a very fit guy who's just too it's too big too though. big for them she goes into an old-fashioned barber shop turns right around not even interested doesn't want any of the barbers now she finds the bike she thinks it's the bike of the whoa look at this fella and that she, she sees found. a very cut guy. Oh my goodness. I was going to just stick with the boxer. I was going to be like, forget about the jeans. But uh, nah, she was good to stick with it. It says no two pairs are the same. Which I think is demonstrably untrue, right? Like that's actually the point of Levi's for me is like I can order them without having to go to the store. I just know what I like. Yeah. I mean, I think the argument they're trying to make here though is like denim by its very nature is going to have various little imperfections and you know, and also once you wear, I think one of the selling points of jeans is once you wear them, they truly become That's yours. True. That's maybe. true. I don't know why I'm defending this commercial. <laughs> I think I'm just titillated by these uh, fellas. Um, okay, and so we have one more Cinderella story here, and this is oh, is this one of those British yes. uh, Christmas commercials? So, in other words, I should cancel my four o'clock because this is going to go on for 17 minutes. Yes, exactly. I don't. I honestly didn't even know, but I just know. Oh, British holiday commercial. Oh, strap in. God, yeah. strap in. So. This is from 2017. So it's about, what is that, five years old now, four years old. And we have Ewan, the voice you're going to hear is Ewan McGregor. And he actually does appear in this briefly, but mostly he's just narrating it. The story here is a woman uh, gets on a train, like a, I don't know if it's a subway train or it's a train train. She has a chance encounter with a fellow passenger, but then has to get off the train before they can have a meet cute. Now I noticed that this is called Find Your Fairy Tale Christmas Part Two. Do you happen to know was there a setup to this as well? I didn't look for that. I okay. didn't notice that to be honest with okay. you, and I didn't care. Didn't care. I don't know the answer to your question, and this, I don't care to find because out. Because this looks like a tidy ninety-second uh, commercial, which for a British uh, holiday commercial, that's way too short. So I oh, I wonder if I grabbed two. the short a short version of this. Hmm. Uh-oh. Either way, that's fine if you did, especially for our purposes. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, point being, she's on the train. Um, she has to run off to get her at her stop. She loses from her bag of parcels this very glittery high heel. And the guy that she was sort of starting to flirt with finds the shoe. The two of them start trying to look for each other. She 
is looking for find my shoe hashtag find my shoe and it becomes like a mm-hmm. trending topic and i think he's like hashtag find this lady um and then i'm hashtag exhausted yeah because of christmas magic they find each other at the end let me tell you a story about a boy and a girl who met on a snowy christmas evening the girl in question was lovely if a bit clumsy oh my god Always hot, but clumsy. Always hot, but clumsy. You can do better. If a bit. Clumsy. Charming, the boy would have said. And just when he wanted to ask her name. This is me. Well, there's there's her glass slipper. So she goes to run off this train. And I know it's the fairy tale. I don't know why. I, I I haven't even seen this before. I do not know why I'm treating this commercial with so much disrespect 20 that's seconds that's the whole thing just, that we do here that's I mean, our whole biz well, some commercials bring me joy but um i understand this that is treacly a modern telling of, of of cinderella she has to lose her slipper that's the point of every commercial we've talked about so far i get that but there's something about they want this to be like more of a realistic thing and it's very modern and realistic and she's just running off the train and her entire shoe comes off her entire oh i took it to mean she it came out of her oh just bag like, oh okay just like the um like the, the pants jeans. came off the motorcycle okay i'll 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 100 take that i need to wow. in order to that was only the beginning of their story after they lost each other the boy and the girl did what boys and girls do nowadays she's People hashtag find my out. shoe He's hashtag find that girl. Oh, they went to social media. Social media is blowing up. It seemed only a matter of time before they'd be reunited. You're absolutely right, by the way. We see her run off the train and get into a cab or whatever, and she's wearing galoshes because it's snowy outside. So Yeah, these wouldn't yeah. be like shopping shoes. These no, are like no, go-to-a-ball no. shoes. I see. So she's probably getting ready to go to a ball or something, and she needs to find... They are very nice shoes. I mean, these are the type of shoes where if you had these in your collection, they would... You'd want you, you'd you want would, to keep them. And you would talk about them yeah. a lot. They'd be, I have a pair of glittery silver stilettos like this mm-hmm. that I cannot bear to wear because they're so tall and uncomfortable, uh, but I also can't bear to... Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Yeah. The media even picked up on it. Oh God! But like all Somebody's the, reading a, a newspaper. It was a very slow like, news week. But no, it wasn't because they're <laughs> right. This is the age we live in. Like somebody hashtags something, and then instead of covering real news, we're opening up a newspaper, and it's like, and the, oh, some beautiful young woman who's a little clumsy has lost her glittery shoe, yes. and it's blowing up on social media. And that's why we have no democracy anymore. Yes. The media even picked up on it. But like all good love stories, it was never going to be that simple. And just when all seemed lost, fate decided to step in. So Ewan McGregor is an angel or something, and he's... What's he doing, fixing a light or something? He turns out the light, like he's fixing a, the street lights, but he makes the street lights go out so that she and the boy that who found her shoe find themselves in the one pool of light left in the street. Okay, and she's wearing her glittery silver dress. I don't know what. Is she wearing one shoe right now? You suppose you should, she went with a backup pair of shoes? I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe she's just wearing galoshes. <laughs> they bump into each other literally. She drops her red umbrella. They... Meet each other's eyes. He gives her the shoe, but they just start making out. They just start making out. Nice. Wow. Who knows? 
Ugh, gag me with a spoon. It is pretty gag worthy. Yeah. But that is the last of our Cinderella commercials. Good. So we Let's can say farewell on. to that fairy tale. Let's see how well I know Hansel and Gretel. Okay, this one I, I think, think I remember. This is one that you got two kids. Yep. They're playing out in the woods somewhere. Maybe. Well, they just live at home. They live at home. Yep. They're just kids. But the boy is wearing one of those like German outfits with suspenders and a big belt or whatever and shorts. I mean, accurate, but irrelevant. Okay, but I just want to take the points where sure. I can get them, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you call that kind of outfit? It's got to have a name. Lederhosen? Sure, Lederhosen's. Um, I think just I said Lederhosen. Lader- <laughs> no, that was not. I didn't. My brain didn't mean to have the S there. <laughs> my mouth just decided to do that. <laughs> um, for what it's worth. Um but no, I thought the whole thing is okay. I'll just tell you what I thought I yeah, knew, and tell, then you tell correct me. What you me. Think you know. I thought it's a boy and his sister, and they're playing out in the woods somewhere, and they get lost, and they start. No, I guess they're at home, and they want to go play in the woods. Okay, you're so far off. Okay, so you're getting a, farther from there's it. There's a boy, and it's getting worse. Okay, there's a boy and his sister. Yes. Yes. Okay, and later hosen. The later hosen. Sure. <laughs> Don't sleep on the later hosen. <laughs> They are, um, they, I know they're afraid of getting lost, so they have breadcrumbs. Right. And they're dropping breadcrumbs as they walk further and further into the woods so they can find their way home. But then animals come because it's just nature or something and they eat the breadcrumbs. <laughs> because, I mean, free breadcrumbs. And so they disappear. So Hansel and Gretel find themselves without the path home, which was eaten or otherwise consumed by nature. Now they're lost and they're starting to freak out a little bit. Um, and they see a, um, a nice warm looking cabin in the woods and uh, with like a, a hearth and a smoke coming out of the chimney. And it looks very inviting. So they, they go to the, so they go to the cabin and they look through the window. I'm really honestly trying here. They look through the window and they somehow realize it's a, it's a witch's cabin maybe, but they need the warmth anyway so they go in and then the witch tries to push him into the oven that's all i got i gotta stop because i realize i don't know what the hell you're I'm missing a lot about. of elements let me fill some stuff in for you here does a witch try to push them into the oven yeah she tries to eat cook and eat them but what happens is this and and there are obviously many different versions of this but i think the original version goes something like this hansel and gretel are a brother and sister whose woodsman right. father um, marries an evil stepmother. Oh. And the evil stepmother uh, essentially, if, through some mechanism, forces them to go out into the woods. Just to get out from underfoot. Get out or run or, or just to be abandoned, just to be exiled because she doesn't, she really didn't get into this to be a mom. She's really? more interested in this in this man that and she married. And the woodsman doesn't really care either? Fairy tales are full of very bad fathers. Mm. Um, so for whatever reason, uh, they have to run out, they have to leave home, but, um, they do leave a trail of breadcrumbs to try to find their way back. But as you say, nature and the breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. are, are not, uh, not findable anymore. So I got nature right, breadcrumbs right, brother, sister right, leader hosen sort of right. Sort of right. And then they come to a house made of candy. Ah, yes. And they, a gingerbread house. Yes. And they start, they're they're very hungry, of course. Of course. So they start trying, you know, taking little bits of the candy from the gingerbread house. That's when the owner of an old hag, a witch, comes Mm. out and catches them and in the version that I was told as a kid, Hansel is put into a cage to be fattened up for eating. Oh, yeah. And Gretel is put to work as a domestic. Okay. And 
she but the witch's the witch's eyesight is not great so they do a trick on her where every time she reaches in to feel Hansel's arm to see if he's good enough fat enough for eating uh-huh. which is so dark mm, specific he he puts a little twig out and she feels the twig and thinks he's not not ready for mm. for eating yet at some point Gretel Twi- tricks the witch into leaning into the fire to test how hot it is. Yeah, and yeah, then Gretel gives her a good shove, and they kill the witch. It's never explained how, from that point, they resolve their conflict with their stepmother or father. But or they how at least, they get back home, or how they get back home. Maybe they just live in the candy house. Questions: Why is the house made of candy? Is it specifically a trap yes. to catch kids? It is specifically a trap. Because obviously this is a woman who is a person who wants to eat children. Mm-hmm. And what better way to catch them? Do you think she has a wart on her nose? Yes. My guess is yes. My guess is yes. Okay. So there's the story of Hansel and Gretel. I think I got, I would give myself probably a 95% on 95? That. It's important to You forgot Candy up. House. Yeah, that is kind of key. That's really key. So... The witch is always just living in a candy house, right? Or does she have candy house? Does she actually live somewhere else and this was just a trap house? And she, well, I know that trap house means something else. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a trap that. house, yeah, actually. It actually was a trap house. Um, but like, does she have candy houses spread around? And the, But she goes back, or does she just like living in a candy house, too? And are the floors sticky? You know, I don't have that information. How do you think you I'd clean a candy house? I'd be glad to look house? into it for okay. you. All right. So anyway, what what do the ad wizards do with all this information? <laughs> well, the ad wizards for NutraSweet um, have the children interacting with the witch, but uh, they have an alternative to the candy for the candy house. Uh, is it NutraSweet? It's NutraSweet. <laughs> Spoiler Once alert. upon a time, one had to beware the lure of sweets. Hello, sweet children. Hello. Would you like a bite of my lovely house? But then a remarkable sweetener came along. No, thanks. We brought our own things. All made with NutraSweet. NutraSweet tastes just like sugar, but without all the calories. And it's not bad for teeth. We have soft drinks and desserts and frozen treats. How about a nice drink pipe, huh? Does it have the swirl on it? Come on, give me a break. NutraSweet brand sweetener. Look for the swirl. I uh, like the witch's eye rolls. Yes, the, she's done with these kids. The, when they when they're getting out all their NutraSweet treats, mm-hmm. she rolls her eyes in a great way. You know what somebody should do? Somebody should retell one of these stories from the perspective of the witch. Oh yeah, no one's ever thought of that. Yeah, exactly. That would be wicked. Um, all right, how do you like that commercial? Uh, Sorry, I got caught up in my wicked joke. I, I just thought you. it was pretty awesome. Um, you know that one is. I, I actually really like the witch's performance. Yeah, I do too. Um, and it doesn't bother me. I think it's kind of a funny, uh, a funny riff on like, I mean, you know, your NutraSweets ad wizards. Yeah. You're sitting, you're sitting around like, how do we tell a story about like sugar replacement? Like, I what's, agree. what's some famous sugar? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. actually think that's I think that makes, when you said it was for NutraSweet, I was like, ah, exactly. That girl. Um, okay, and now you have an AT and T one, which I think is going to be more of a stretch. Well, well, maybe. Can I take a guess? Take a guess. Breadcrumbs. You got it. Look at me. Look at you. Where's so in this bell? one, you have the traditional Hansel and Gretel that got the lederhosen and the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. They're walking through a cityscape and they are leaving their trail of breadcrumbs. But we're seeing all the breadcrumbs become lost, right? Either mm-hmm. eaten by a pigeon or falling down a, a grate in the street and essentially like ruining their their pathway home. So we see them dropping the little breadcrumbs. They're getting eaten. They're getting lost or run over, getting stepped on. 
They now look it's getting dark place. and they're out of breadcrumbs. Then just Gretel just gets out her, her smartphone and finds a map home. Count on the nation's fastest 3G network, AT&T. Um, the kid's got a bindle. By the way, that was directed by Julie Taymor. Who? Uh, I think, wasn't she uh, Too Many Spider-Men? Oh, really? Yeah, that's not the real name of it, but the Spider-Man Yeah, right, musical. right. Uh, yeah, the Spider-Man musical thing. Too Many Spider-Men. Um, I was going to guess that that was... Uh, and she did The Lion King, so oh, she's, that's probably the thing she's best known for. Um, the Lion King, she directed the, the you mean, the, the, the Broadway musical, musical yeah. version. Um, I thought this was going to be a British commercial. There's something about this that, that when they got to the end, I thought for sure the, the voiceover was going to be British. But um, no, it turns out that the whole time they had the technology in their pocket, which was a phone with a map on it. <laughs> okay, what is up next? Sleeping Beauty. Okay. You ready for this one? I am ready for this one. I mean, there's a lady. Okay. And I know there's a witch. And I know the witch gives the lady an apple. And the lady eats the apple and puts You're her thinking of the Bible. No, no, that's different. No snakes. No snakes here. <laughs> this is a no snake zone. Um, I thought that a witch... Gives an apple to a lady. The lady being you're, Sleeping again, Beauty. You are, you're not, thinking of Snow White. I'm thinking of Snow White. Yeah. That I am. In Sleeping Beauty, um, uh, there is a king and he really piss, He lives in a magical kingdom and he really pisses off one of, the, one of the witches or fairies in the land. And so when he has a baby, uh, everybody in the kingdom, including like all the good fairies and witches, comes to pay you know tribute to the new royal baby and so everybody gives the a present to the baby you gotta see the baby <laughs> and then maleficent this sort of evil fairy and i'm i'm sort of hedging here just because i think i've been a little bit infected so disney did do like a a turnabout yeah movie about this where they were shown from the witch's perspective or the evil fairy's mm -hmm. perspective so anyway taking the traditional perspective that the the non-witches people, which people are good. Um, the baby is cursed by the evil, by Maleficent. Mm. And that when she reaches her... For the sins of the father. For the sins of the father. Um, when she reaches, I think, her 18th birthday or whatever it is, she'll prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and she will go and she will sleep for 100 years. Oof. So, or she'll die, I think, is what the original curse was. And then these other three... Um, fairies don't have the power to totally remove the curse but they like can soften it somehow where she won't die she'll sleep for a hundred years and the whole kingdom will sleep with her so and everybody will survive this sleep yes um no nutrients no nutrients yeah don't don't sweat it i guess are they gonna wake up old i think not hmm. i think they just sleep like I don't know. Like, it's not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah, it's just like time travel. In yeah, effect. honestly, things get better. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe. I mean, it depends. We on, might be the first generation where that's not. Yeah, not, I would say yeah, it also depends on if you're talking about like sort of feudal times. It kind of depends which hundred years you're transitioning yeah, between. Yeah. But you know, best case scenario, I guess it's like no worse. Um. So the the princess Aurora grows up. She indeed does prick her finger on the spindle, even though like. Somehow her father tries to have every spinning wheel burned in the kingdom, but she somehow, but the, she gets one, she gets pricked anyway. Mm -hmm. 
she falls asleep oh and then the other thing that the the good fairies say is like true love's kiss will wake her so she gets she pricks her finger the whole kingdom falls asleep uh vines grow up all around the castle but then a hundred years later prince charming comes along hacks his way into her bedchamber kisses her wakes her and um fairy tale wedding ensues how is that true love have they i you know the degree to which sleeping maidens are kissed without mm. their consent and then that <laughs> constitutes true love uh-huh. in these stories is gross okay um which i find there was but they do live happily ever after it's hard can I to tell argue you, with that there was a commercial that i didn't include in this because i'm pretty sure it was just on spec like in other words i don't think it was really a commercial i heard you making some appalled noises yes. earlier it was for some cold sore medicine <laughs> and the premise of it was That's really good. that they the princes kept coming keep coming in and they see the the princess asleep and she's got a big old cold sore on her mouth uh-huh. and they won't kiss her but then the prince charming comes along and he's got zolatran or whatever <laughs> in, his, in his doublet and he like gives her he he medicates her without consent <laughs> then he kisses her without consent and then they're in love if you need a kiss so bad why don't you kiss a potato like the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> all right so what is the first um it's like geico ad for sleeping Beauty? okay this one we've actually might have talked about before this is kind of recent i definitely have seen it uh you know on tv although not recently um and this guy, this is one of those, if if blank, then blank oh, right, kind yeah. of Geico ads. This is a very Disney-fied type of Sleeping Beauty. She's in the woods with her animal friends and whatnot. Um, and she's pretending to be asleep so that the prince who comes to kiss her won't disrupt her uh her her other activities yes 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 i remembered i remember this commercial i would have never remembered that it was for geico i thought this was a commercial for like a cable service right this this commercial also sort of conflates the disney disneyfication of both snow white and sleeping beauty because sleeping beauty is asleep in a castle snow white is asleep in the woods you kind of held off on this a little bit for I guess spoiler reasons but if you don't mind me just saying this is the one where she's sleeping in the woods he kisses her she it's clear that she's pretending to sleep because then once he leaves and turns his back on her then she just like gets up and starts watching her reality TV shows right. again or something that's exactly. why I, that's why I thought it was for cable TV I forgot it was for <laughs> insurance there's the kiss He's confused. She still seems sleeping. He turns around like, oh, did you say something? Is he gone? Finally. I thought he'd never leave. Why are you texting my man at 2 If you want someone to leave you alone, you pretend like you're sleeping. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. Taking selfies in the kitchen is not making you a I wonder if that's from a real that had the vibe of a real reality TV show. I also, I love I wish we had that in the clear because it'd be a good shit like this. Taking selfies in the kitchen does not make you a model. Yes, that is really great. Um, OK, that's one of my favorites so far, even though I've seen it a bunch. Um, all right. Then this next one is for what I guess is like a mattress firm. Mm. It's pretty but old. Not the mattress firm. But not the mattress it's firm. It's not Slunk Jeep. A, a mat- it's, a, it's called Back to Bed, right? Yeah, Back to Bed. It's a little fuzzy to me like what the nature of this is if it's like one of those mattress companies that you mail away for the mattress like the mattress is sent to you or if you'd go somewhere anyway it's um it is a 
mattress company. Let's say that. At Back to Bed, superior customer service is at the very heart of our business and is the key to our success. We believe that creating satisfied customers is not enough. We will always strive to exceed our customers' expectations. That's what Back to Bed is all about. Okay, that doesn't tell me nope. anything. I thought I was going to get there, but it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. In this one, we have Sleeping Beauty again, of course. She's asleep. We have a bunch of uh, princes or potential princes coming in and kissing her, but nothing's waking her up. There's a kiss. Here comes another prince. All this kissing, this so many kissing, it's making so me uncomfortable. I know it really She's is. She's just unpleasant. like sound asleep, and all these guys are just coming. If you in. want to sleep like a beauty, go back to bed for the sleep you dream about. Good luck. <laughs> okay, at the end, a third guy's coming in, and the the previous guy says, "Good luck." Good luck. Um, yeah, just let her be. Yeah, there's something so gross when when you unpack. There's something about these, the way they show that there that really looks gross. It really is gross. The one in the woods just prior to this didn't bother me quite as much, but this yeah. one because well, multiple like, dudes just coming in, and, it's and a there's very unpleasant vibe. Yes, and there's just something more earthy about that commercial yeah, like they're it's, just it's low budget it's super you know, low budget so it like looks gruff. like it's just like dudes it's like after they get done filming this they're just gonna film they're just gonna make a porn mm, i didn't go there but um okay now we have little red riding hood yes i think i know that one well enough right i mean there's a i mean i know what i listen i i know what i need <laughs> to know all right what do you need what do you think you need to know because i'm curious now God, I haven't done about this shit for a long time, man. All right, so you got Little Red Riding Hood. She's got she's actually a little girl walking through the forest, right? To visit her grandma. She's actually wearing a red hood. Yeah, that's where she gets her name. It's kind of her thing. Um, she's got a basket of treats. I think that she's going to take her grandma. I think her grandma might be under the weather. Honestly, mm-hmm. don't know if it's COVID related. Um, her grandma did get boosted, but that's with the Omicron. You just never know. On her way, on, on the little girl's way to see her grandma, um, she is stopped in the woods by a uh, by a wolf <laughs> that maybe chases her a little bit or something. Um, but <laughs> it's a good story she, so far. Kind of, she's kind of wary of the wolf, and she sees the wolf, and she's not. I think the the wolf might try to trick her, and she doesn't fall for that bullshit. But then the wolf comes and dresses up like her grandma, which is impressive for a wolf to do. And that's all I know. Does she? But she doesn't fall for it. Maybe I don't know. I think what happens is this. She typically goes to visit her grandmother and bring her some treats. She may or may not have some kind of previous interaction with the wolf. But either way, the wolf gets ahead of her one day and goes to the grandma's house, eats the grandma. Oh, grandma's gone. Grandma's gone. Oh, I forgot about that. I think in some like more PG versions, the grandma gets cut out of the wolf by a huntsman. Oh, with an axe. With an axe. And then she's like, okay, like some kind of Sharknado situation. And just to reiterate, that's the PG version. Right. Where they cut her open, like cutting open a shark in the movie Jaws and pulling out license plates. And I don't mean to be on my high horse here, but honestly... The world is full of grandmas, but we are short on wolves. Wow. Um, wow. Wow, yeah. So anyway, the wolf eats grandma, then it it wants to eat Little Red Riding Hood, so it puts on the grandma's clothes. She arrives, 
And then ensues the, by grandma, uh, what big eyes you have, the better to see oh, you with, right, my dear. What big uh, ears you have, the better to hear you with, my dear. What big teeth you have, the better to eat you with, my dear. And then chase, chase, chase. Mm-hmm. And then the huntsman, for whatever reason, is like Johnny on the spot, arrives, chops up the wolf. Grandma pops out, totally undigested, I mm-hmm. guess. And everybody lives happily ever after. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I got some of that. I'll give myself a 98% <laughs> on that. I forgot a couple of key things and probably probably lingered too long on the COVID aspect. Um, <laughs> uh, so what are we going to do with this? Oh, Honey Nut Cheerios, huh? Yeah. So in this one, we have Little Red Riding Hood. She's at, she's in the house. The, the wolf is dressed up as the grandma. Um, it's a very kind of like a CGI, cartoony wolf in grandma's clothing clothing um or do you think that's a practical effect no i think this is like animatronic yeah maybe it's animatronic so you have a the wolf uh talking to grit to little red riding hood as he's just about to like get to the eating part the honey nut the bee comes in with a bowl of honey nut cheerios and grandma what big tears you have oh well my dear all the better to eat you with I think somebody's hungry. Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm. Mm, I want to just go back and say, I'm going to change the, the facial movement on this thing. is weird. It feels like... I feel like it's partially... It feels like it's a puppet, like somebody inside of a puppet and then also altered in the editing I room. I think so, right? yeah. Okay. It's definitely not animatronic, which I thought it was when I was watching it silently a second ago. And Grandma, what big tears you have. Oh, well, my dear, all the better to eat you with. I think somebody's hungry. Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm. 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 Now the wolf's mm. trying to decide between. I hate it when there's Decide between the Cheerios and the little girl. So irresistible. Nobody can say no. Sorry, Red. Nothing personal. Honey Nut Cheerios. Now I feel just <laughs> awful about that grandma thing. It's Honey mm. Nut Cheerios. Hmm. Pretty dark, honestly, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, weird things going on. So first of all, choosing between eating a little girl and Honey Nut Cheerios. Now, I don't eat human beings, obviously. Obviously. But I do eat meat, and I would say that, like, I don't know, you can save one for later. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why that totally gets her off the hook, Honey yeah. Nut Cheerios. Also, just very different things. Like, you need protein as well as uh, grains. Um but not to take the side of the wolf. Uh, then, <laughs> I already did take the side of the wolf. I was I went anti grandma to the degree that I took the wolf. Side. Yeah, no, that is true. Grandmas like big grandma. You went anti big grandma, and then at the end, <laughs> anti big grandma. And then at the end, he says sorry about that whole grandma thing. But he's still dressed like the grandma. He should be saying sorry about the whole almost killing you and eating. Oh no, sorry. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. I guess he, he ate did. the grandma. That is dark. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Slow today. Well, man. but I but I think it's ambiguous. Sorry about the whole because like if that's the Ooh, wow. If that's the and, read, and she's that's just, so dark. And Little Red Riding Hood at the end is just like sitting down to a nice big bowl of Cheerios with the wolf. Like they're just like, I know. Hey, let's let bygones be bygones. I think it's a bizarre construction. Huh. I really do. Twist. And this is a commercial for kids too, making it all the more interesting. <laughs> now a very, very different brand. Yes. Chanel number five. Chanel number five. Now this is the one I said earlier, like most of these play this for laughs, play play the stereo, the 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 tale the fairy tale for laughs this is more like i don't know it's hard to it's just like high art high art you know how perfume commercials yeah, are perfume commercials they're so ridiculous so you have a very sexy lady um not a little I'm girl i'm listening <laughs> and she's 
she's walking into like a big sort of vault and she's she's wearing like a short poofy red dress and she looks like a ballerina basically and she she takes from the from this wall of Chanel number five bottles of Chanel number five she takes one uh and throws her red hood over her and then she's slightly chased she's chased is too strong a word pursued she's followed by a wolf turns around gives it like the sexy eye and then it stops following and and a finger that says like don't you dare mr wolf yeah all right let's take i mean i don't think there's anything i don't think there's any audio here except that it sounds like a tim burton movie yeah why is she in a vault okay she's taking the perfume from a wall of perfume here comes the wolf his tongue is wagging out doesn't this sound like a timber? I bet you. Oh yeah. I wonder if this is Tim Burton's music, actually. Well, who who did all of his music? It was or uh, uh, Danny Elfman, rather. Danny Elfman, yeah. Oh, the wolf is sad. I'm going to go on a limb here and say when we see the wolf's tongue sticking out, that might not be the wolf being hungry. Not but all the, tongues are. Maybe the wolf is. Um, maybe the wolf is catching. Sometimes, some a, sometimes a tongue is just a cigar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Okay. I know we're running long here. I'm sorry, but we've got to talk about these Xfinity commercials. Because oh, the one we pulled a clip at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. These are absolutely bonkers. They make... I, for one thing, I watched them out of order. I now reorder them into what I think is the correct order for storytelling. But some of these, if you just saw them in the wild and you didn't know, like, what if you didn't have the backstory, basically, they would make no sense. Well, the, uh, t- uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And this is just, I don't even know if this is helpful for the listener. My apologies. But I watched one of these. I didn't know it was part of a bigger campaign just to grab the little bit of tape that we heard at the beginning of the show, right? The, actually, I'll just play it again here to grab this. When Red Riding Hood saw me in Granny's clothing. I really believed I was her Granny. Now, I watched that commercial. I pulled the tape, but I was very confused <laughs> and I, wa- I was just like this is a terrible commercial i had to watch it three times to figure out what was going on is that the first in the campaign or am i partially confused because that comes later in the campaign i think it's the first in the campaign what? i know it's so confusing so the premise here this is an xfinity ad the premise here is that they're really mad at at&t for being misleading in their ads and it's a real case of like you're you are absolutely losing when you are explaining when you're trying to point the finger at your competitor yes because there is supposedly like there is this commercial features like an AT&T employee yes. sitting here in this room wearing an AT&T shirt so if you're watching this commercial casually as most people watch commercials you're just going to remember the AT&T. AT&T logo and branding that was another reason I had to watch this a couple it's of so times it's so confusing there you, you almost see you see almost no branding for Xfinity which is Mm-mm. absolutely bonkers so the premise of this it's a it's a uh, support group or group therapy for characters from fairy tales or nursery rhymes who are famous for lying primarily so you have which I and I had never thought about it there's a lot of liars mm-hmm. in fairy tales and and, uh, and nursery rhymes. You have Pinocchio, famous liar, obviously. The wolf from the Little Red Riding Hood lies dressed up as grandma. Chicken Little, sky is falling. Um, you've got the, for some reason. Well, Chicken Little, was Chicken Little lying? Honestly, I don't remember. I thought Chicken Little was just like. Just a hysterical. Just hysterical, yeah. Well, anyway, Chicken Little was at least wrong. Sure. Um, you've got a couple more. You have that bumper sticker that says Chicken Little is wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Um, got the, there is the evil queen from uh, Snow White, which lying seems like the least of her sins. Yeah, cursing was kind of a bigger and, deal. And poisoning. Yeah, sure. Um, 
I couldn't really I couldn't find any Snow White based commercials, which you would think would be kind of a big one. Like that's very, uh, you know, well understood. Oh yeah, you know when I said uh, cursing, I was confusing Snow White and Sleeping Beauty again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two sleeping ladies who get mm-hmm. kissed. Yes. Um. So there's a, so there's just a handful of uh of like lying types of characters, and in this group of fictional characters is Greg from AT and T who ultimately in each of these commercials gets called out for telling lies about what AT&T service actually does. And, you know, the scene is a very familiar one for anybody who has seen the trope of like an AA or right. any other kind of like support meeting. It's like clearly they're in some like big, I don't know, room that is usually used for something else, but they've got their chairs pulled around into a circle. There's a little table with some coffee that's probably stale, right? It looks yep. like maybe like a, this is a... Uh, unused room in a public school somewhere or something and i gotta say i like i like i don't know subtlety i like it when the creatives whether we're talking about commercials or whatever trusts its audience yeah i really do but sometimes you need a little bit of something this commercial could really have used a little sign that says liars anonymous yeah I just think, something i think there's one of those in another one maybe uh, maybe that's the first one but this one to me ex- offered more exposition than the subsequent ones okay here take a listen hi my name is chicken little and look when i said the sky was falling i really believed it was when red riding hood saw me in granny's clothing i really believed i was her granny i love the truth I'm in the wrong room. You are Pinocchio. I told people they could get up to 50 megs with AT&T internet, but it could be as low as 10. Only 10 megs? For the same price. Tell the truth, (laughs) AT&T. Only Xfinity delivers the fastest, most reliable internet. Sign up today or get started with this great offer. Click call or visit an Xfinity store. It also doesn't make sense because it was just, I mean, I guess I get it now. And I was kind of tired when I came in here today, and I'm no more awake now, I guess. But this is like the fifth time I've watched it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm remembering the. I'm remembering Pinocchio better now. I couldn't even really remember Pinocchio's thing. I knew he had a nose he lied. situation. I did almost get but, the one of uh, with my with my boy. Oh yeah, the Geico ad where Pinocchio. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's Peter Pan. But, but there, there is was a Pinocchio. A, there's one. a Geico yeah. Pinocchio one as well. But what also doesn't make sense is. They're sticking to their guns, which is like not, you know what I mean? They're like, not getting I, I, it's better. It's confusing. Like, if this is going to be like a Liars Anonymous meeting, they should be showing, just for the sake of bringing us along, they should be showing remorse yeah. and saying, when I said the sky was falling, I was a different person then. And right. then, like, the, um, I agree. The, Bad the writing. wolf saying, like, I really should have never dressed up like that little girl's grandma. You know what I mean? There was, so, but instead, like they're digging in, except for the AT and T guy who is confessing. This is a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. And yet, they really, uh, they went hard on this campaign. There's three more. Oh, good. This is, uh, I think, I this one opens with angry um, three more times. Uh, oh gosh, who is this kid? He's got like, a, is it little Bo Peep? No, it's a boy. Oh, sorry, I didn't know we were being so gender. <laughs> They're actually wearing name tags too. He is it Peter Wolf? It looks like his yeah, name I think, tag says I think Peter it's like wolf. it's the boy who cried wolf. That's oh, right. the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. There you go. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Hey, I'm Chuck. Hi, Chuck. But you probably know me as the boy who cried wolf. There yeah. You go. Which is a totally unfair portrayal. Uh, no, it's not. You even said you were dealing with abandonment issues. I told you that in confidence. Well, Greg was telling people everywhere they could get AT and T fiber when it's really only available to like ten percent of their customers. 
Seriously, AT&T? Xfinity delivers gig speeds to more homes than anyone. Uh, Sign again. up today and get started with this great offer. Click, call, or visit an Xfinity store today. Are you guys hiring? Again, the writing is a disaster in this Yeah, thing. I agree. I kind of like Pinocchio saying, are you guys hiring at the end? Yeah. it's she not, likes to lie so much. I don't even think the concept is that terrible. I think you... I mean, I don't think it's a great idea to like to center AT your your Mm-mm. your uh, competition in your ads but like just conceptually I don't hate the idea of these fictional characters who yeah. are all liars yeah but it is it, the writing just does not serve this let's watch another one so far these have been very self-explanatory with the audio I hope that is the case here okay okay all right everyone unbelievable Greg you're sick remember the rules we have rules have you no shame. Wait, you sold DirecTV even though you knew they'd be stuck with an old clunky satellite dish? Okay, I hear you. I have a problem. That's why I'm here. This guy's good. I hear it might not work in stormy weather. And their guide is so hard to read. <sighs> yeah. Nice try, AT&T. Only Man, if you hadn't seen the other ones, I would have That's no idea what's going on. That's the one I started with. I had on. not a clue what was happening. Good Christ, these are awful. Yeah, and there's this yet another one. Oh, wow. Okay, what is this support? So, so here's oh, this what one it, actually has the sign. It does have a sign, but I don't progress. think... It should still say liar. It should say... Yeah, liars anonymous exactly. or something. What if I say something really clear, and then I give it a little asterisk? You can get 50 meg speed with AT&T, asterisk, and then in the fine print, say it could be as low as 10 for the same price. No, you've learned nothing. I thought this was a support group. I feel like you don't get what we're trying to do here. And what if I told people I climb Mount... Never have words more true been spoken. I feel like this is (laughs) the writers talking to the audience. I feel like you don't get what we're trying to do here. And I will be the first one to stand up and say, I do not get what you are trying to do here. I thought this was a support group. I feel like you don't get what we're trying to do here. And what if I told people I climbed Mount Everest in three hours, asterisk, but not really. Seriously, AT&T? All right. Xfinity. I can't take it Xfinity, that is so sad. And you look terrible. What's Hansel Sandwich? Okay, this is another... This is kind of in my mishmash uh, category where it's like a bunch of... Fa- like in the same way that that Xfinity ad had a bunch of fairy tale references in it. Mm-hmm. This is like such a mishmash. So Hansel Sandwiches, I think, are like a... Uh, they're, just, they're a sandwich cookie, you know, okay, yeah. to... to wafers and cream filled this commercial is bunk bonkers it's the cheapest thing it's it's basically made against a green screen with this very janky looking um palace like sort of like beauty and the beast style palace in the background so there's a beauty and the beast the the woman in it is dressed kind of like Belle, but there's also a mirror that is sentient and walks around and has a man's face in it. Oh, mirror, mirror on the wall. So there's a mirror. What, what, what would that be from? That would be um, Snow White. Snow White, okay. She was the fairest of them all. I see, okay. Oh, that's why the witch was mad She's at jealous. her. Jealous. Yeah, right. Female jealousy. That's... Um, so it's just like a huge convoluted mess here. You've got the sort of Beauty and the Beast quality with a, walk, a mirror walking around in this empty palace but also a mirror mirror on the wall, but also, uh, I don't know, like a prince that that kisses her at the end. It's just such a nightmare. Am I right? Just by scrubbing through this and not watching it, this mirror is chasing her 
To get the cookies, To get the cookie. And she runs out of the palace. The mirror runs out of the palace from the second floor and (laughs) comes crashing down. But as it comes crashing down, a real prince emerges from the mirror itself and then dusts himself off. It's an absolute just mess. The cookie looks good. (laughs) The cookie looks good. Once upon a Hansel story... She's dancing around. Now the the mirror gets a whiff of this cookie. And then it becomes a a human mirror. It's chasing her. Chasing the cookie, I guess. It runs out a window like a dumb mirror. mirror. Now a man falls out of it. Hansel Sandwich. Snack happily ever after. Happily ever after. So the problem is what is creating all of this havoc and magic is th- I cookie guess the, smell. the cookie smell, but it <laughs> seems to be depicted as a fart. That is kind of the problem here. <laughs> it does seem Isn't like, there something it does like, seem like it is a, a fart? A yeah. yellowish. Gr- <laughs> it's mostly yellow. I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be gold, but the coloring of it it's just too seems fart-like. like yeah. Yeah, I strongly agree. He who hanseled danceled. Um, all right, that was terrible. I strike it from the record. I'll edit it out if I can. Should we check in with the ad council? Yes. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind I don't think that's editable. So All right. In there. I feel like we have to talk about this Peloton ad because it's truly commercials in the news and Ruby was kind enough to link to it in the Facebook group. Um, I will say quickly now, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you are not up to speed on what happened in the new um, and just like that uh, sequel series to uh, Sex in the City, uh, turn it off now because I'm about to reveal the big spoiler that has been revealed to, by everyone I know. Like, But if you are somebody who somehow knows that there's a spoiler, but you don't know what it is yeah. or that there's a big event and yeah. it hasn't been spoiled for you, I should say. Let me know how you've accomplished that. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew the night of, and I don't care about it. Right, right. Now, maybe if I did care about it, I'd say, be quiet, be quiet, and close my ears. But, like, this has been one of the biggest, like... Everybody knows Yeah, now. I feel like I feel like and the this, red wedding was a... People were able to keep the lid on the red wedding yes, longer than this. I agree. Um, so, just... I've done my spoiler alert. Um, but this Peloton ad, essentially, if you see it in the wild, it kind of does the job of spoiling it for you. So in the new uh, Sex and the City series, uh, Big, uh, the Chris Noth Noth character, uh, dies in the first, I think, first episode uh, unexpectedly. And after taking a Peloton, after riding a Peloton, he has a Mm -hmm. heart attack. So leave it to uh, Peloton, as we said at the time, Andrew, is laughing all the way to the bank. They got tons of free press out of this. Maybe their stock dipped for a minute, but it wasn't real. The stock is still down. I was looking at this today because we got into it, this on TBTL. It, I mean, it, it's it's taken some ups and downs since last. Well, the, the show dropped dropped on the ninth, um, but it is not up to the levels that it was before. Interesting, but. There's like Luke and I on TBTL were talking about this and I kind of went on a bit of a rant because I was like, I don't know what exactly is going on and I don't have a conspiracy theory or or even a unified theory that I think that they were in cahoots and that they knew. But Peloton has still not said whether or not they knew in advance. And the New York Times wrote this whole thing up like, well, could they sue HBO? But it was all based on 
just conjecture, basically. It was an examination of the laws surrounding this kind of question. But the fact that Peloton has not specifically said, but they've come out with a press release saying it was his cigars and, he, you know, heavy foods. And the fact that they had a commercial, it looks like this commercial dropped on the 12th. That show came out on the 9th. I know things can move fast, but yeah, something is stinky. Something is stinky. This commercial could easily have been made very quickly. And, I, and the fact that Ryan Reynolds is involved with it um, makes me think that it is a a spontaneous reaction to world events. Um, so anyway, in this commercial, it's very simple. It's just a roar, a, a well-appointed home in front of a roaring fire. You've got Chris Noth, um, kind of looking sexy in bedroom eyes at a at a woman. Now, is this actually the actor who yeah. plays Big? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. And, oh, okay. Did you already say why Ryan Reynolds is involved in this? I think just because he loves to do fun things. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm sure this was a Ryan Reynolds special uh, brainstorm that he had because he's very good at doing doing these things. He he did a some kind of like riff on the Peloton situation mm. after that first ad ran that that riled everybody up about the woman who had to get thin for her husband or whatever. Yeah. Um, he did some kind of like funny riff on that that we talked about. So this is. But this is a real Peloton ad. But and this is actually. But do we think that Peloton bought this or do you think, again, this is all just winks and nods that Peloton, like Peloton basically ha- isn't explicitly paying for this ad. It's something that Ryan Reynolds is kind of doing, only there's probably a lot of like. I mean, I think Peloton was. I don't know what the. what the, Who wrote a check to whom, but like. Peloton is the brand here, but I my understanding is that it is truly a Peloton ad. Um, if I'm wrong about that, please correct me, somebody. So we have Chris Noth uh, sitting in front of a fire with this um, attractive woman, and they're kind of having suggestive banter. Um, and as we as they get through, as they as they kind of are ta- talking about it, the camera pulls back, and we see that what they're really bantering about is getting back on their Peloton bikes together. To new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. Well, I feel great. Should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. <laughs> and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces mm. blood fat levels. He's alive. yeah that definitely seems so i was wondering uh i was wondering if like it was that's not parody enough with the yeah peloton was was a partner in this yeah definitely um so anyway it's getting a lot of press of course and i think peloton's smart and they have good instincts for this kind of stuff yeah exactly again name it's not even a very good ad it's just like it got everybody talking aside from the mirror thing name Peloton's closest competitor. Name the brand that is giving them the I mean, biggest run for I'm their sure money. I'm sure Nordic Track has a bike. Yeah, I guess maybe yeah. Nordic Track. It just seems like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not bad publicity for no, Peloton. It fine. is just making every one of these things is making Peloton synonymous with this product the way we call tissues Kleenex. Yes. Um, so anyway, thank you, Ruby. Uh, I did think we should we should touch on that. Uh, this is from Nate, and I'm so grateful to you, Nate, to, for sending this, both uh, because the tagline bothers you, and we should talk about that, but also because this is a commercial that I was trying to find for my high altitude show. Remember how I said there was a oh, yeah. there was a product that where someone else was like 
uh, camping on the side of a cliff. Yes. And I couldn't find it. And it was this Fitbit ad. Yes. So thank I came you, across Nate. this in the wild. You did. Watching a game after we did that show. And I came running into the other room. I'm like, Genevieve, it was Fitbit. It, it was, was Fitbit. Fitbit. But I forgot to take a note. <laughs> so in this Fitbit ad, um, and the thing that Nate wrote in about is the tagline. And what you're going to hear is all of these people using Fitbits are asking, what's strong with me? And they're they are interrogating their own hmm. fitness. Like, can I run as fast as I want to run? Can I climb as high as I want to climb? So mm-hmm. you're going to hear people saying, what's strong with me? What's strong with me? And they're just doing all these increased sort of like various physical activities, including at the very end, a woman who is, I believe, uh, disabled, right? I think she is. I, yeah, it looks, I think she might be missing a hand missing on one a of her hand, arms. Yeah. And she's, she is doing that camping. Her tent is pinned to the side of a of a cliff and she's climbing out there like nobody's business so it's all these you know kind of you know all these things that you you can push yourself to do and fitbit can help you what's strong with me what's strong with me what's strong with me and it's what's strong with me it's worth noting that a number of people none of these people have uh, different abilities. Some some uh, are using wheelchairs. Some are, uh, you know, as I mentioned, the woman who's climbing uh, does not is missing a hand. And what's strong with you is the Fitbit uh, is the Fitbit campaign. I see. It's like what's instead of saying what's wrong with me, it's what's, what's strong, strong with, with me. me. Exactly. Oh, so it's gross. like well, Nate agrees. This tagline bothers me every time I hear it. The visuals in the commercial are fine, even moving, but the tagline is grating. You know, I hear you. I think like it probably what's strong with me looked better on the page than it does sound to the ear. Um, but I also kind of I, I think it's sort of a worthy like idea, right? Like when if you have a different if you're differently abled, if you, you know, if you face a, a physical challenge, like to reverse that or to invert that idea and like ask like not like what does this keep me from doing but Mm -hmm. what can i do right i see it's yeah i guess so very specific it's yeah yeah you know i think i've seen this commercial a bunch and it wasn't until like the very last scene where you see the woman climbing and she has one hand instead of two and I didn't realize that every single person, that, that the theme of this commercial yeah. is that every single person is sort of overcoming adversity right. in like some way. One of them is just a guy abled. who's running a marathon, but he's very, he's overweight. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's not that necessarily everybody has a physical disability, but it's like, you know, what are you? What, I see what they're going for, but I'm mostly with Nate facing? though. Like, I just don't, I don't like, I mean, the same way that it's like, why would I even say this? Never mind. <laughs> okay. Never mind. It's too. It's Moving too. On. It's too rude. But like, there. Yeah. Just. Just some catchphrases that even if they're even even if their heart is in the right place, it doesn't mean I have to like the branding or yeah. the marketing around it. All right. Let's close out with something that makes me very excited. So we talked about the also ran for spam, which is treat meat. Yeah, which we didn't know about, right? That was. Oh, that's right. We were doing a bunch of commercials about like. The non-brand names that we all know, not yes. Coke or Pepsi, but Fanta, right? Right. Um, and we learned about treat meat. Which Jam- is like spam. Which is like spam. And I said, can you even get treat meat anymore? And James sent a picture uh, captioned, hey there, treat meat. And he has a picture of treat meat sitting on a shelf. And I do not know exactly where James lives, but I think he might be a Seattle area guy. Uh, in which case, this is probably a Seattle area treat meat. But... 
The thing that I'm even more excited about is to the side of the treat meat, which is turkey spam. Because I don't eat pork and I really love spam. And I'm sad often that I can't get spam at the store. But I didn't even know that turkey spam was a thing. I thought, I had a feeling this was going to be pork related. I thought you were going to tell me that it turns out that treat meat isn't made of pork. But that's not true. It's just in the corner of yes. this photo, you can see that there's some turkey yeah, spam. Yeah, photo bombing the treat meat is the turkey I spam. I love it. Well, look at that. So and, thank you, James. And look at you just picking up clues like a, <laughs> like a, Let's say a hardy boy. What? Uh, what's the, that's probably uh, good. Right, yeah. But who's who's the girl? Nancy Drew. That's the one. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Ugh, I'm so sorry I was so spacey today. I think the show was good, but I'm <laughs> mortified over my performance. Thank you for putting up with me. Um, but if you want to call in and talk about uh, how terrible I did, don't do that. But do call in and sing a jingle for us. 607-444-5597 is our phone number. I'd like to say, though, just because we, it's a great way to leave us a voicemail where you sing us a jingle, you can also use that voicemail line just to weigh in on yeah, something, absolutely. too. You We'd don't love have to, hear to from be you. singing. It's 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these after these messages, <laughs> after these <laughs> messages, <laughs> after these messages, show at Gmail, or come hang out on the Facebook group. Um, that is where, uh, I, where James posted his treat meat picture, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah, it's great. It's a great community. So please join us there. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You can sell.